people have this wrong idea. The goal in life is just to be happy. I think the goal in life is to actually experience everything, mm. to know what suffering is, mm. to know what sadness is, mm. to know what happiness is. There needs to be a certain amount of suffering in the world. Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to experience the opposite of it. And once you experience them, you know, you understand that it's necessary, then you learn to actually appreciate good moments. If you're new here, my name is Nelson and I'm the host of the Creator Grid podcast, a space committed to help creatives it, entrepreneurs achieve success in all areas of life. Normally, we have extraordinary individuals as guests. Today, <laughs> it's not exception. <laughs> Today's guest is one of the most talented photographers that I know, and it's my brother, Luke Simpson. Welcome, my man. Thanks, man. That was a nice intro and compliment. Yeah. I didn't think you thought that of me. Yeah, of course I think that. I think you're you're way more than a photographer, mm. but I feel like most people online mm. will know you as a photographer. And I have a mission today that right. is people get to know the real Luke Simpson. Okay. Yeah. So, Lucky boy. This makes my nerves. <laughs> just to settle my nerves. Yeah. I just want to start giving a little bit of context of how we met. And essentially, I came to Australia in 2016. And in April of 2017, I did my first road trip in Australia. I had no money back then. I just managed to save a little bit working insane hours in hospitality and just decided that I'm going to pursue this crazy thing of making a full-time living doing videos. So back then, I, like I just started snapping videos, photos and all of that. And I'm like, shit, I feel like I should be blogging, be a travel blogger almost. Because I was seeing all these people on YouTube and so, something told me I should be traveling and I should be doing that. I feel like I could do it well. And we did our first road trip. We ended up in doing all, like we went all around the East Coast, all the way north from Brisbane. And one of our stops was at Fraser Island. And on that island, I had a tour guide. And the tour guide is sitting next <laughs> to me right now. So it was Mr. Luke. Let, let, I, I always feel as well that life makes no mistake in putting the right people on your journey. And this is the very first photo mm. <laughs> we got together. Oh, that's fucking awesome, bro. Many years ago. Five years ago now? Is that <laughs> yeah. five years or six years? Six years now. Yeah. So we have I did not... have less gray hair there, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and my back didn't hurt then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Back, he has gotten a lot older. It's been six years. <laughs> all right. So let, let's just give the men a break. Um, but yeah, essentially on that trip, we connected super well because he was a photographer. I was doing videos and he, he's a dreamer. He's a dreamer. He also got my attention because he used to do almost what it will be like motivational speeches to everyone that will come on the tour. So I'm very interested to get into that. But that that's why I was like, fuck, this dude is so special, man. How is he not a superstar? How is mm. the people doesn't know him, you know? And then we connected through photography of that and we became brothers. So fast forward to today, finally, we got to uh, make this podcast happen. So I'm very excited to for you guys to learn a little bit about Luke and what he's doing. but. Look, with that being said, can you tell people that have no idea who you are 
a little bit about yourself and what got you to where you are right now. Okay, how long you got? Um, I don't know. I feel like who I am is has many different levels to it. So obviously a human on earth, I'm still a tour guide on what's now called Gari, give the indigenous name back to Fraser Island. Um, yeah, I guess I'm a photographer, I'm a father, partner. Um, I feel like I'm still in the process of redefining who I am, mm -hmm. um, as we all are, no doubt. So, yeah, I don't know. It's hard for me to put into a short thing, but maybe as we communicate more, people will get to know who I am. Mm -hmm. I feel, um, I don't know who I am, like I believe like a spirit, like how, what, what level are we talking on, right? Mm -hmm. Like a being of light, but also just a human doing the best they can in this life experience. Mm -hmm. So, but I don't know. I feel like we can often choose who, who we want to be in this life. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm still choosing uh, and hopefully getting better at choosing who I'm here to be. Or maybe, yeah, it's a, it's a hard question. I, I don't really have a simple answer for you, bro, but I'm, I am. That's all I know. I am, I am me. <laughs> you I'm are Luke. I'm unique in that way. Because, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think I tried to copy be. I look at other people. I look at yourself. I look at lots of awesome attributes in so many humans. And I think I want more of that. I want mm -hmm. more of your discipline. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like we, we're constantly changing, right? Every mm -hmm. day gives us a, a new opportunity to choose who we're going to be. Mm -hmm. I think that's a really good way of, um, yeah, like I get up in the morning and I'm thinking, who do I want to be today? Mm -hmm. uh, things that are commonly going through my head is I'm happy, I'm healthy, I'm inspiring, mm -hmm. I'm empowering, I'm loving, I'm loved. Mm -hmm. um, one day I'd like to believe that I can be a healer and a miracle man. That still seems a bit of a, still feels like an affirmation at the moment. But mm. I don't know. I feel maybe at certain times by gifting people a different perspective on their life, mm. I have been able to heal different aspects of themselves. Mm -hmm. And I feel I have done some sort of crazy miracles. I don't know whether we're going to talk about on here or not, but yeah. um, we'll see how comfortable I get. I still feel really awkward under these lights. and like that. <laughs> We'll see if I can sort of pretend that they're not around. and just Yeah, it's just you and I. We're good. You can't, it does feel different to so when we're bromance. walking on a beach this yeah. morning, though, doesn't it? <laughs> this like, morning we went for a nice walk, flowing, beach walk, yeah. And then, um, yeah, but anyway, let's go. I feel like I'm getting hot and nervous and red in the face. No, you're good. You're <laughs> handsome, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I like the hats vibes as well. Yeah. That was one thing that helped us connect when we met. Really? Yeah, the hat. I wasn't wearing a hat then, but... I, I met you with the hat and I was that was my first idea of what an Australian was. Mm -hmm. I saw you and I'm like, the hat, that's it. <laughs> and then eventually I met one of my other best mates, Maddie, and he was the one that made me sold like, you on the hat. Yeah. And he point he pointed me into the right direction of which specific hat to get that mm. cobras. But I'm curious, bro. Um you always took the time to almost educate people when you were doing these tours. 
So you will, we will have to make like several stops across the island and then you will basically start doing almost like a public speaking, right? On the beach, on this beautiful island. And you were talking about deep things with people, but you made it in a in a very interesting way because you have like the perfect combination of something that is extremely wise, but also you make it sound so appealing to your everyday person, so relatable, and you're also funny as fuck. Mm -hmm. So can you tell me what's behind that? When do you started doing that? And, and why, why did you take the time to do that? What was, what was the purpose of it and how did it came about? Well, how it came about just was over time and evolving and adapting to the situation. I think if people saw me on my island job, mm. they'd f think that I was a super confident, extroverted person. Mm. But in a sense, like we were talking about yesterday, I feel that was just a role that I'm not, yeah, well, in a sense, choosing to play. It is it is me unfiltered in a, in a sense as well. Mm. But uh, when I first got the job, I think I'd been traveling around the world for a year or so, didn't really feel like going back to a job where anyone was going to tell me what to do. Didn't mm -hmm. want to be, I want to do, do, I want to do what I want to do. Mm -hmm. And then um, someone came up with the idea I could move up to Rainbow Beach, teach at a surf school mm -hmm. and uh, go dolphin kayaking, take people dolphin kayaking. Done that for a little while, got a little bit boring, went to a local hostel, said, got any work? They said, yep, with the four-wheel drive company, do you know how to drive? drive four-wheel drives. I was like, yep. So I spent a lot of time just up the beach surfing and uh, camping and hanging out um, in the four-wheel drive. So I said, sure. And my role then was just basically prepping people to go over to the island mm. to have three-day camping adventures. Mm. The guy done a lot of – the guy who was my boss then done a lot of briefing. He, so you'd get the groups of maybe up to 100 or at the time, you know, 30 people in car hire, and then – you'd have to brief them where my job was really just getting sleeping bags and doing all that sort of stuff. He'd done the briefing, mm. but he said, one day I'd want to train you up to talk in front of people. Mm. At the time I was like, I'm not talking. I'm like, I don't want to talk in front. Let, just let me sort sleeping bags out and pack cars. Mm. And he's like, well, look, if you just watch me every day for a month or so, then um, you'll see how I do it and you'll be able to do it. And I was mm. still very nervous about mm. that. I, I remember being so shy about talking in front of people that my mum probably doesn't even know this, but like when I'd have to do a presentation in class, I'd just not always pretend, but I just, I don't know whether the nerves came up, but I'd just feel sick and I'd be like, I don't want to talk. And then I'd just tell mum, I've got to tell me ache and then I wouldn't have to go to school so that I wouldn't have to do my presentation. So I've always felt very scared about talking in front of people. I think it's one of the biggest fears in the world, right? Like people public speaking. So I definitely felt that. But then um, a few, I don't know, hadn't been at work very long. Long, And then the guy who normally does the briefing came in and was like hungover and drunk and or whatever. And he's like, I can't get out there. Like, fucking get out there. <laughs> he's basically kicked me out. And I'm like, don't throw me in front of them, you know. <laughs> and he's like, dude, I can't do it. And then I was like, shit, i got to go there. So I just went out and spoke to the people. But just remember sweating bullets, nervous. Mm. And just probably a fumbling mess, maybe a little bit like I am at the moment. But um, I just spent time and I was realising 
I've always felt like I've been quite empathetic person, so I could put myself in the shoes of the people there. Mm. And I'm thinking, fuck, this must be so boring and lame for them as well. Mm. And um, yeah, just remember being really nervous and fumbling everything. And basically, I just got through it, sent them out on the island, all good. Uh, then I watched him a bit more. And then he's like, you're out again today. And I was like, nah. And I just practiced. What I noticed is if I rhymed something or mm. something I said rhymed, then the attention of the audience was like, oh, he just like rhymed something. <laughs> so yeah. then I started to th think of ways that I could communicate what needed to be communicated about the island and mm -hmm. the cars, but in a bit more of an entertaining way. Mm -hmm. And then now I've been guiding on the island, I guess, or teaching people how to take four-wheel drives over there for, I don't know, 15, 16 years. So like anything with human nature, the more you do it, the better you get, right? Practice mm -hmm. makes perfect. So I'm far from perfect. Mm -hmm. I'm still my imperfect self out there. But uh, I find I found a way to be a little bit more engaging mm -hmm. and just learning from mistakes, man. You go there, you do it. I think they didn't like that. They did like that. Implement a bit more of that. Mm -hmm. And um, now hopefully I've got a tour that people really love. You know, mm -hmm. as far as getting in deep, I feel blessed and honored to have an audience in a sense. The island's a super magical healing place, mm -hmm. special. Um, I think people feel that, the spirit of the island. Mm. And I feel just very blessed that I get to have an audience. And I feel my boss is back there and they didn't really give me too much, too many guidelines. They said basically bring him back alive mm. and um, try not to get too many complaints. So I felt like, oh, I've got, I can tell them whatever I want mm. over the at the beginning, I'm like, this is a lake, this is a special rare lake because of the way it's formed, blah, blah, blah. But then I wanted to, you know, apply a bit of the things I'd learned in life. Mm -hmm. um, I felt I dealt with bits of, well, not bits of, but depression. We talked a little bit about it this morning, mm -hmm. whether it's real or it isn't, but mm -hmm. all emotions are valid, I guess, when you're experiencing them. So um, I wanted to just, I wanted to make... I think as a dreamer, when I was young, I thought if I could have choose anything in this world, if I could do anything mm -hmm. and I had superpowers, I'm like, I just want to make the whole world happy. I just want to make and try to envision the planet with a big smiley face. Or, mm. I just knew what it felt like mm. to feel the opposite of that. Mm. I didn't want people to have to experience that. Mm. So, and I think you find that with a lot of, you know, like Robin Williams has come into mind or whatever, you know, I think he played the comedian and he mm. wanted to be that person because deep down he had this sadness inside mm. him. And I think even people like Jim Carrey sort yeah. of come into mind as well, you know. Mm -hmm. So they wanted to they wanted to lighten up what could be a heavy, dark place, right? Mm. So um, I felt, look, I've got an opportunity with these three people. I want to have a positive impact on their life. They're going to get to know me for three days and... Um, I'll, my intention still and pretty much always has been that I want to take these people to this island and I want to allow them to feel awesome. Mm -hmm. Like I, I don't think they're going to remember the names of all the lakes. They won't remember my name. They won't remember all the names of the people, but I really want them to remember how they felt over there. Mm -hmm. And then hopefully they can leave that island a better human for the world. And I want to remind them, a little, give them a little glimpse of the potential of who they could be, who they could choose to be. I want to empower them, you know, mm -hmm. and I feel with a schooling system, it didn't fail me. I just thought it was fucking a bit lame, you know. didn't feel it equipped me with the tools I needed to live a fulfilled life. Mm -hmm. And I'm um, still on that journey. 
But I'm like, man, I'm going to hang out with these people for a few days. They have to put a certain amount of trust in me because mm-hmm. they don't even know where they're going. Mm. And I want to make this experience awesome for them. And I want to have a positive impact. I want them to leave better people for having met me, you know. Mm-hmm. I want the world to be a better place because we met. Mm-hmm. So then uh, just from that sort of intention really, then uh, I get to throw in whatever I want to throw in and just through trying to make my own life awesome and fulfilled and happy and full of peace, then um, you learn things along the way. And, yeah, I think we talked a bit about it again this morning about the challenges that we face in our life often equips us to be able to assist others in that same thing. You know? mm-hmm. So I could now maybe look at the tough times I had and still have in my life mm-hmm. as awesome lessons mm-hmm. you know, and gifts and our biggest um, presence can be in our biggest problems. Mm-hmm. And then when we, if we choose to overcome them or can overcome them, then we're equipped with a skill set that can potentially mm-hmm. assist others to conquer those same challenges hey bro mm-hmm. agree completely agree and then you mentioned that the school system in a way failed you and didn't provide you with the tools to kind of build i guess a successful life or a happy life or a life that is worth living what are those tools to you now you mean yes what are what are what do you feel are the tools that most people should have at hand in order to build a better version of themselves and a better life? Good question. And like I feel maybe it's a bit of a cop-out saying the schooling system failed me. It didn't really fail me. It was just, I don't know, like I feel most people could probably agree or it might be fair to say Mm. that the schools, the education system, if we can be taught anything in this, (laughs) in all of human potential, what we're learning in school there might be a useless. <laughs> bit of room for upgrading, yeah. right? I'm yeah. not going to say it's useless. I think it has a, its place, but needs an upgrade, man. It's not the fucking 1800s anymore. You know what I mean? We're living in a different world. We're not, mm. we're not taught about money. We're not taught, mm. you know, um, about our value, about I feel I felt, and I'm sure the schooling system's changed a lot now, but I felt that I was taught um, what to think mm-hmm. rather than how we think. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not taught that we're taking in information sub into goes into our subconscious every time we want to re- respond. We look back in those files from fractions of a second and then mm. pull out. You know, it was just this is what happened then. This is what you we want you to know as opposed, mm. you know, this is what we want you to think, not how you think. And now as I look into it deeper and you look at where the education system evolved from, you realise that, the modern day system didn't want to create a bunch of awesome f- free thinking creators mm. that can live in peace on the planet. They wanted workers, right? So mm-hmm. they didn't want a nation of thinkers. They wanted a nation of workers. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, man, I don't know. I, like you say, I'm a bit of a dreamer. Mm. And I was like, what the fuck? I don't want to, I still don't know what I want to do. So I, I left school going, what was that about? Mm-hmm. Still, I don't feel any better. Mm-hmm. But I, and I still think, as I was saying to Cow yesterday, I think that they reckon it takes about 12 years of sort of drilling into people to learn to respect and respond to authority. Mm. So maybe when you've got this free thinking, you know, awesome 
potential of a human that maybe it takes those 12 years to just fucking make them do what they're told to do mm-hmm. so that when they go out into the system, they're a little bit more compliant and then maybe potentially easier to control. Mm-hmm. I know it might be a bit deep, but that's just how I feel about it. I think it's shit. And I've got a young son. Mm-hmm. So thinking about whether to throw him through an education system or a state mm. education system, I'm like, I don't know about that. Mm. I don't know what the solution is, to be honest. And I don't mm. have to face that hurdle for a few more years, but I'm like, we need something better, man. Mm. We need something better. And those, as far as the tools to have a happy, fulfilled, joyous life, you know, oh, fuck, man, I'm still trying to find a day. But there's obviously, like we are talking about this morning, you know, there's mindset you can apply. You need to keep the, the body mm-hmm. functioning. Mm-hmm. It's like the only home that the spirit has, right, mm-hmm. that we have to live in. So it's worth looking after. But I'm only sort of catching up to that stuff, man. I feel like I maybe didn't do right by my body. My body's done right by me, but I, you know, could have looked after it a lot better. If I hadn't known I was going to live this long, I might have looked after it a little bit better. <laughs> But yeah. I still feel I've got time. You know? yeah. If I've got a purpose on this planet, then I feel like my body will hold up for as long as it needs to for me to yeah. fulfill my mission or role, you know. You never thought you were going to live 280, right? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think I was ever going to make it to 93. <laughs> my back would be this bad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a bad back. Yeah. Bad back. He just gives me shit about being old. I'm not even that old. Yeah. 10 years old or 12 or 15 or something. <laughs> Only 30 but years I, old. I still feel like a kid, man. I definitely yeah. still feel yeah. like a kid. But I'm, I feel like it's almost time to let the boy go and man up a bit in a lot of areas of my life, mm. which I feel like I'm stepping into in the last few weeks um, or months or years even mm. you know but i'm i'm genuinely loving the journey of life at the moment mm. i feel like the world can be there can definitely be perceived to be a lot of shit going down in the world and there is a lot of shit going mm. down in the world don't get me wrong but i just feel like i'm having the best time ever don't mm. know whether it's because i'm now utilizing the tools that mm. we now have access to mm-hmm. you know um I don't know. I feel that life's just going to keep getting better, eh? Mm-hmm. I feel as I'm getting older, you give me shit about getting older, but I'm feeling like my life's getting better than it was. Like I've spent a lot of time, a lot of uncertainty in the world, a lot of feeling disempowered, um, a lot of time feeling sad at the state of the world. Like why why has there got to be this much suffering, you know? Mm. I felt that almost traumatised me as a young kid, like looking mm. out in the world mm. and seeing people just, experiencing such turmoil, mm. you know, in their environment, you know, like no food to eat in a fucking war zone. And just people were like, why does that got to be all this suffering? Mm. And I feel that that hurt me, you know, like it took a, if I experience any grief, I feel that that's a bit of it, you know. I, I feel blessed, like I got born in, you know, a pretty good country, England's not that good, but <laughs> I found a good. I feel like I'm Australian. I was born in the wrong place, yeah. but um, yeah, man. I just it, it got to still gets to me a little bit, but I'm learning to reframe that grief of then there needs to be a certain amount of suffering in the world, mm-hmm. 
Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to experience the opposite of it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you want to feel these high emotions of love and joy and connection and peace and awesomeness, then there needs to be an opposite because in the absence yeah. of exactly. what is not, what is, is not, right? So um, I understand now a better, and I've just recently sort of made a bit of peace of with all the suffering in the world, you know, mm. um, and almost consent at love now and mm. say, like, I understand why there needs to be this yeah. certain amount of yeah. shit going on. But it still, still gets me a little bit. But maybe that's going to be, I could turn that into a part of my superpower. You know, the fact that I feel like that heaviness in my heart for the shit that people have to go through, mm. if I didn't, maybe I wouldn't be inspired to empower other people and to remind them that they're love mm-hmm. and light and everything's one thing, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can reframe it and think, I get why suffering's there. I get it. I love you. Don't want to hang out with you too often. <laughs> but I get why you have to, you know, in a polarity. And, yeah, it's and, necessary. Yeah. It's necessary in order to um, become a better version of you, you need to go through difficult things. Otherwise, how how can you improve if you don't go through something hard? Especially as well, um, if you look at it, like when you forge deep bonds with someone, usually it's because you guys have gone through something difficult together. Some of my best mates have come from going through something that was really hard and we made it out and we were like, fuck, dude, we're not the same, you know? Same with business, you know? I've gone through so much fucking shit with, since I decided to quit dentistry to pursue this crazy dream of, of doing this, right? And there has been a lot of suffering along the way. There has been a lot of obstacles, a lot of, you know, tears, battles, wars, and I made it out, you know, and I, I'm, I'm doing this. I'm living my my full potential, my dream, not even, no, it's not my full potential. I'm, I'm, I'm just tapping into a little bit. You know, there's so much more to be unlocked over the next years, which makes me so excited. But also I'm, I'm hungry for those difficult moments because I know what's out there. And, and once you experience them a few times, you know, you understand that it's necessary and that is okay, mm-hmm. that this is gonna, it's gonna hurt for a while, mm-hmm. but if you made it, you make it to the other side, things will get better, and you will come out stronger, wiser, smarter, just an overall better version of yourself. And I look back to the most difficult times I have had, from losing family members to losing my best mate to having to move and not see my family for seven years plus. You know, to studying. At, at, to learn a new language on, on the opposite side of the world, to doing jobs that I never thought I had to do while being a dentist, you know, to, to pursue this thing that everyone told me was insane, that I shouldn't do it, that I had so much pushback against. And now looking back at it, I'm like, this is the best thing that could have happened, all those difficult, hard times, because it made me who I am and it helped me shape an iron mind. That's how I feel. I feel unbeatable, unshakable, unbroken, unmatched. So powerful, man. And I wish everyone could feel this way. Yeah. 
I honestly do because I know what it's feel what it feels like to have your heart broken. I know what it feels to lose someone that you care about. I know what it feels to have zero dollars in your bank account and have no idea how the fuck to pay rent next week. I know what it feels like to have to steal food because you couldn't afford it. I know all these things. So that's why I just want to help people to find what I've been able to find within. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, that so I guess it's very similar to you as well in that sense with everything yeah, you were saying. Now that's beautiful. You put that really well. It's like you prepared that bit. <laughs> no, but I, I, no, I know, I know you haven't. You're just channeling your truth, and I think that's probably what we got to connect um, over when uh, we first that's come to the island. Or you saw in me, and I saw in you. Like we, we'd love to. Maybe if we are dreamers, then we'd love to be able to show others what could be possible. You know, as I'm trying to think of a slogan for my photography business or what it is that I really like, like to do mm-hmm. is I'd love to, for people to help people to see how epic this world and life could be, mm-hmm. you know. And, um, yeah, I can often see more in others than they can see in themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, I struggle more to do it in myself. Like I believe in other people more than they probably believe in themselves, but I'm only just learning to apply that to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've got to, got to walk that talk too, you know, so I'd like to step up in that level. But, yeah, man, I feel that that's where we sort of connect in that more on a sp- spiritual mm. purpose mm. Uh, way is um, we're here to sort of almost show the way a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. like way mm-hmm. showers, like because – we're mm. blessed with the gift of being able to see maybe through the shit mm-hmm. to see like there's some awesomeness even yes. how you could communicate then about suffering, you know. Yeah. A lot of people could be victimized by it. 100%. And still are. Yeah. And I'm not saying I'm above that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, just to be able to go like maybe there's some fucking good in this. Yes. You know, what, what good can come from this? Yes. Um, awesome book called Zen and the Art of Happiness. Mm. by a guy called Chris Prentice, and I remember a part of the book where I think he was abseiling or something. He was all about training the mind to, mm. you know, I think you'd appreciate. I don't know whether you read Have you read that book? I've read it, yeah. Awesome. It's only a thin little book, and it's really easy read and can change your perspective on, you know, on life. And, yeah, he fell from an abseiling of you know, fell down a big rock anyway, basically, and splattered himself on the bottom and just remembers laying down at the bottom, basically paralyzed. But he had trained his mind that well that the first thought he reckons he had was, what good can come from this? Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's fucking warrior mentality when you mm-hmm. can, you know, wear shock and how easy it would be to be straight away victimized yeah. or go into a fear mindset, yeah. right? Yeah. This dude was that focus. He's like, what good can come from this? As he's laying there fucking paralyzed <laughs> at the bottom of a mountain, you know? Yeah. I'm like, that's, I admire that. Yeah. You know, and if he can do it, then, you know, we're all humans and maybe we can learn to do that shit too, you know, mm-hmm. so that when we're faced with these obstacles on the, on the roller coaster of life that we can just sort of ride them out. Mm-hmm. 
think I got this shit, you know. Yes. Like you, like you talk about your iron mind, you know, and you're gonna, and there's gonna be more challenges, right? Mm-hmm. The challenges that shape us, and really sort of big on this idea at the moment of. I've been a, like the. I feel like life's a bit of a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. It is right, mm-hmm. and it's full of ups and it's full of downs. Mm-hmm. Bill Hicks does a really good piece. Bill Hicks is, a, you know, a bit of ahead of his time comedian. I think mm-hmm. from around the eighties. No longer here, but back in the day, back in the day, yeah, back <laughs> <laughs> well, before your time. <laughs> when I was you, <laughs> I remember the time. No, it's a good dude. Anyway, all you need to really yeah. the point of it is you should look up this Bill Hicks um, roller coaster. Or it, life's a ride, I think mm. he calls it. Mm. Yeah. He says it's full of ups and downs and thrills mm. and spills, mm. um, and I think it is full of ups and downs. But like we were saying before, if there isn't a down, then you don't, ups don't have a purpose. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think we chose to ride and maybe we got, before our spirit maybe came into our body, we chose what we want, what roller coaster we wanted to jump mm-hmm, on. Mm-hmm. And we knew it was going to get rocky and it was mm-hmm. going to be some highs and there's going to mm-hmm. be some lows. But I think we signed up to experience, to have the human experience, mm-hmm. which encapsulates it all, right? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. and that's and sometimes we forget that we're on a ride. Mm-hmm. So sort of what Bill talks about, but just it's just a fucking ride. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like so many people take life so serious. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm taking this thing it's way too serious. To be honest, I'd like to laugh it out a little bit, but maybe it's just because I'm still a bit nervous about it. But um, people take life too too serious, man. You know, well, like serious, and yeah. like we're gonna die, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> fucking mm-hmm. truth. Um, we're gonna die, so um, no one gets out of this thing alive. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. like, the ride's I'm gonna a bit, end. I'm a big, yeah. I'm a big believer in like, let's just have some fucking fun while we're on the ride. Yeah, you know, because before we know it, it's gonna be over. Mm-hmm. And so many people look back. It's one of the top five regrets of when people are dying. Is I wish I had allowed myself to be more happy in life. Mm-hmm. Who wants to die with that regret? Who do we want mm-hmm. dying with that regret? Fucking no more. Yeah. You know, so a simple thing of allowing yourself to be happy, you know, mm. allowing yourself to be grateful. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I also think, like, if it is a ride full of ups and downs, that's good. That's the fun part because mm. if it just – who wants to ride a roller coaster that just goes straight? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That just takes off and straight. You'd be like, fuck, this is boring. Who yeah. would want to do that? No one. Yeah. So I feel like – and what I'm also maybe starting to realise now is potentially maybe – the lower the lows that you get to feel mm-hmm. maybe allows you to have higher, higher high. highs. Yes. Now, I don't know whether that's just bipolar, <laughs> <laughs> whether it just means I'm bipolar, but yeah. I felt, you know, the pits. I would agree but, with um, that. Yeah, I would agree with that. You know, but I also, like the greatest things in life are not things, they're feelings, mm. right? You know, like whatever the greatest experience in mm. your life, like me as my 94 years on the earth. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they're fit. the greatest yeah. things are not things. That sounds cliche, but it's true shit, right? Yeah. Like the, uh, they're feelings and it's the only thing that differentiates us from robots or mm. the AI that might mm. be coming to get us mm. determinated. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we get to feel, right? Mm-hmm. And how can you imagine anything better? You know, if you if the greatest experiences are feelings of like love and yeah. connection, yeah. then, um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's good to be able to feel. Yes. And you want to be able to feel all of it, right? Mm-hmm. So um, what, I, once, once you get into 
this planet, into this life, right. and you're assigned as a human, hey, you being extremely lucky, you are this rare thing called human being. It's like one in three billion chances of you being alive, and you made it. You got yeah. the lot. You're here, right? Yeah. With that opportunity, it it doesn't mean that it it will only come happiness attached to it. I think people have this wrong idea of like the goal in life is just to be happier. I think the goal in life is to actually experience everything, mm. to know what suffering is, mm. to know what sadness is, mm. to know what happiness is, to know what empathy is, to know what accomplishment feels like. I feel like what it means to be a human is not just experiencing one single thing, it's having a taste of everything. And then because you have had a taste of everything and within that, the bad things, then you learn to actually appreciate the beautiful, good moments. So right, man. And how good are they? They're how good is it? Fucking brother? incredible, man. How does it get any better? It doesn't get any better what than this. What else is possible? Exactly. All possible. We define what's possible. You set the own limits. You define what this life can be to you, man. And I truly feel like I'm the architect of my life, that I can really create anything I want. I want financial freedom, I have it. I can have it. How did you uh, How did you come to that realization that you're the architect of your life? I had to go through so much bullshit, man, honestly. Do you, like reckon, the, do you, reckon, you, does, you reckon you architected all the bullshit too? I think so. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> I, I think you create every single thing, both the good and the bad. So, and that can happen subconsciously. That can happen because of you just had the wrong blueprint. You know, you maybe were in the wrong environment. So then because you were surrounded by darkness and a lot of people that didn't know any better, you started doing things that didn't lift towards it you know, potentially a good life or a good life outcome. Mm. And you didn't have maybe your mind prepared to think for yourself. Mm. I think one of the, if not the most important skill you can develop is to be able to think for yourself. This is why I'm always telling my team, think, just think. Before doing, acting, responding, reacting to something, just think for a moment. What is the right thing to do here? What, what a professional would do? What would someone that I respect or a role model or the best version that I'm trying to be would do in this moment right now? Whatever it is. I'm always questioning, what will future Nelson do? You know, the Nelson of the 80 years old that he's, you know, extremely wise. He has gone through everything. He has seen everything. He has been to so many battles and he's still alive. He's still kicking ass. He accomplished everything. You know, he's well-rounded. He is a 10 out of 10 on every area of life, from relationships to finances, to family, to health, to physicality, to mindset. What would he do? I'm always questioning. You know, when I don't want to wake up, I'm like, fuck, what would old Nelson tell me I should do? What would he do? You know, when I don't want to do something that it's hard, I'm always questioning. What, what would all Nelson do? Awesome. You know, always reflecting into that. When I have a difficult moment mm. that I don't know what to do, I'm always trying to search for the answers within, 
Mm. You know, what what would he do? Because a, a lot of the Where times, did you learn to do that. Who taught you that? I feel like I've learned most of the lessons through my own life experience because I have experienced so many things in my own life. That like, and I came from. I'm very lucky in a sense that I was born in a country where shit was very difficult. That's one of the best things that I've ever has ever happened to me. You know, I wasn't born in a country like Australia. It's fucking Disneyland, and everyone takes shit in here for granted. You know, and but also I had like the perfect mix of a family that didn't have much, but they they were a loving family. So my parents gave me all the love in the world. They gave me all the support in the world. My dad, it it's my superhero. You know, like like the man beat dead. Many times, not even joking, you know, and my mom is, is hands down the best mom on the planet. So that provide me with the the fundamentals, I would say, but then going through all these difficult things and having to become a man, you know, I don't feel like I was a man until I came to Australia seven years ago. I was 23, a dentist, and, you know, I just lost my best mate, you know. And I'm, I have no money. I can't speak this language. I, I know no one in here. There was no other option for me other than becoming a man and fucking make shit happen because no one was coming to save me. No government was coming to save me. No family member could, you know, be paying for my life in here. No one cared. <laughs> you know, but nobody gives a fuck. So I have to become my own superhero. And through doing that, you know, I just... Man, I don't feel it's that hard. I feel like people make life too complicated and it's not that hard. To me, life is about finding what's the best version that you can be. I'm constantly hunting for that every day. I'm just hunting. What is the best that I can be? How can I be a little bit better in every aspect? You know, how can I be a better? A, 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 1% every day. What was that? 1% every day. 1%, even 0.5%. Yeah. People want to improve 50%. That, that's why they fail at everything because they try to overeat too much. I want to I want to do the cold showers. I want to wake up at 5 a.m. I want to smash work all day. I want to eat healthy. I want to train. I want to have a beautiful partner. I want to have great friends. It's like, man, chill. Just pick one. You know, it takes a long time to master each one of these things. Being able to wake up at five took me many years. And I failed so many times before I was able to do it. Being able to train took me 15 years, you know, to mm. finally start getting into it and, and then keep it up for this long. You know, having the, the ability to think for myself has taken years to master. Things don't happen that quick. And that's why then they become valuable because it took you time to learn about them, right? And I, I want to hand back this spotlight to you because I'm <laughs> talking too much shit. No, I like it. I was thinking, I wonder whether people get to ask you questions because it's your podcast, man, and people probably, you know, I really, you, you inspire me, man. I really appreciate your warrior spirit and your dedication. And just listening to you then, I'm like, you almost got the sink or you were thrown in the, in the deep end, right? Mm. That's what I feel. Mm. So you either fucking sink or you swim. And then I feel that's what shaped a lot of your, your discipline, your determination, because you're like, well, I ain't, <laughs> I ain't sinking. 
and I got too much riding on my back in a sense and I'm going to learn to swim real quick and man up, you know, and and do this. You know, there's mm. like failing isn't an option, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that's something I really admire about you, man, and I love watching your um, journey and how you've evolved over the years and seeing you just... Just fucking grinding, bro. I've, you make me feel like a lazy bastard, right? Most uh, of the time. Le- less so lately. But um, I really, yeah, you need you need more props, bro, for like, you know, you know I, I tell you every time I speak to you or we text every now and again and I'm like, you're fucking, you're killing it, bro. Like there's no one I like to su- see succeed more than you because I feel that no one deserves it more than you. And that's why it's awesome, man. Like I don't know when, when one time when your your Insta or your whatever blew up, and I'm like, that makes me so fucking happy that he's he's there grinding away every day, and then he's he's getting the results. Like I want him, I want you to win the most because I feel you put in the most. You know what mm. I mean? And I sometimes feel a bit slack in that sense where I know that I've got potential in me, but I don't have that immigrant. We've talked about it a lot mm. over the years. I don't have that drive. I'm not mm. trying to pull my fucking family from a third world country mm. into safety, you know. Mm. Some I don't you know, I don't envy that situation in a mm. sense. Mm. But when I look at your discipline and your commitment and your focus and your determination, mm. I'm like, it's fucking that is it's admirable, you know what I mean? It's something that I can really respect in you and I'm like I'd like to I'd I'd like to choose a bit more of that in my life. I feel like I'm getting to a stage where I'm I'm doing it. You know mm. what I mean now? Mm. Definitely because my why is getting big enough, mm. you know, to be a better provider for my family and my, my son and my, my queen and, mm. and and for myself and for the world really mm. in a sense. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm 94 and my back's fucking <laughs> broken. <laughs> now that I'm 94 and my back's broken, I haven't got very long left. And there we are. Talk, we talked yesterday, didn't I, about um, one of my biggest fears used to be dying before I got to live mm-hmm. my purpose. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't have that fear anymore because I feel like you can't really fail, right? Mm-hmm. If we're beings of light on this mm-hmm. rock ball mm. spinning around a fireball in space. I'm like. There's an intelligence out there far beyond mine mm. that maybe knows what's going on. Mm. Maybe it's all perfect beyond my stupid monkey mind <laughs> can work out. Mm. So that's why I want to just chill out and enjoy it a little bit more. But I don't feel like I can fail in my purpose anymore. And I, I don't know, like speaking to you earlier, when you were like, when we were walking on the beach this morning, you said maybe a, a snake could come out and take me and. I don't know. I don't know whether it's just a cop out. I feel like I've already done what I'm here to. I think a way to that I got over mm. the fear of dying before my time. I don't think it's really possible to be honest anymore. Mm. I think it, you can't die before your time. There's obviously people that die young, mm. like your mate that still had lots more to give. Mm. But who are we to say that that wasn't perfect in its own right? Mm. Right? You know, he could have lived another couple of days and walked out in mm. front of a school bus that 
crashed mm. and killed 50 kids. I don't know. Mm. You know no <laughs> 50 kids die out of nowhere. Well, then, well, you know what I mean? Like if he did stay alive, so if, mm. for him, his sacrifice might have, we don't know from that level of potential, right? So we don't know that it was, we can't judge it as wrong, right? Mm. Because often in life, from our perspective, whether you're in a, you had a relationship that maybe broke up and you're like, mm. oh, this is fucked. Mm. It's all like gone to shit. But then you meet someone way more aligned with mm. your values and your vision and, you know, and it brings you so much more happiness. Then you're mm. like, oh, fuck, that was actually awesome. Mm. Or like we're talking about the suffering of whatever gives you your strength to, mm. you know, help you decide who you're going to be in this life and that's your your purpose. So I don't think you can, not, you can fail on your purpose. But uh, I know now as I'm getting older, I think that, you know, the meaning of life is to um, is to find your gifts mm. that we're here to sh share mm -hmm. and the purpose of life is to share those gifts. Mm -hmm. right? So the meaning is to find them mm -hmm. and the purpose is to share them. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just I feel that, you know, so many people looking for the meaning of life or, mm. or the purpose of life. Mm. And I don't, same as I don't think it needs to be that complicated, just mm -hmm. like... Find your gifts, mm -hmm. share them, and give them to the world. Get. It's not about mm -hmm. obviously in a materialistic world so much, so much short sightedness and greed that everyone's looking at what they can get mm -hmm. and what they can save. But at the end of the day, when it comes to the end of our human experience, we're not going to be worried about what we save. We worry, mm -hmm. we'll probably think about what did we, what we gave. Mm -hmm. Right. So how can we be of service? How can we contribute? And maybe for a lot of my life, I lived it a bit selfish. Not. I don't feel I'm a selfish person. Mm. Some people might think I am. I think my sister thinks I'm a selfish person. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I really now want to step into my ultimate role of life of being, reaching a, a higher potential of how I can serve humanity. Mm. Mm. Like, what the fuck are we doing here? Mm -hmm. Let's, I want to help people remember, mm -hmm. like, as in that word breaking down to be a member again mm. of who and what they really are, mm. which I believe is not just some piece of physical flesh and bones in a materialistic world, you know. Like I think that science has proven that, you know, that we're made out of pretty much empty space, you know, or energy, untapped energy. And that sounds like a crazy hippie idea, but I think it's been proven scientific fact for, you know, about 100 years that... Mm. The stuff that we think we're made of, there isn't, we can't find the stuff that we're made out of, mm. right? You go, made out of skin, what's that made out of, you mm. know, and then it goes down to Subatomic particles, and, yeah. Yeah, subatomic particles and basically what are they made out of mm. and it comes, it ends up being these like photons of light that mm. come in and out of existence. Mm. That's what we are, mm. like this energy. Mm. So when you look at it, life through those eyes, are you really just here to work and pay bills? Have we gone through 14 billion years of evolution to become these miracles made of particles capable of achieving anything we can believe in just to fucking sit here and pay bills, <laughs> you know? Fucking buy a car. You know what I mean? Mm. Like what? That doesn't make any sense to mm. me. Mm. And I think that doesn't make a lot of sense to a lot of people when you pose it like that. Mm. And then they go, there's something in that. Mm. You know, and then it's like, well, what are you really fucking doing here? Mm -hmm. um, 
ultimately it's probably to remember, become a member again or remember the love and the light that you are. Mm-hmm. But you don't remember the love and the light you are if there isn't mm-hmm. the opposite. The darkness. The dark, yeah. you know. So, um, and the fear. So it's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just gaining more clarity now on mm. how I can best serve and I mm. feel that I can best serve. Like one of my spiritual teachers told me a long time ago, like, do you want to know your gifts? I'm like, fuck yeah. And um, I always remember it. He said, your gifts in this life are to share your knowledge, your insights and your exact words for others to build their life upon. I think I just took it at that time. Like, oh, yeah. What does that mean? (laughs) But now as my journey through life's gone on, I'm looking back and I'm thinking, yeah, that maybe was my gift. Mm. And if that's my gift and the purpose is to share it, just even organically through my work and people like you taking to the island, I'm Mm. there, I'm sharing my knowledge. Mm. I'm sharing my insights and Mm. my exact words for others to build their lives upon, Mm. you know, and... um, Hopefully, just give them a little glimpse. Try to remind them that what are you fucking really doing here? You know, maybe it's more about finding that thing that can make your heart sing. And so many people are caught in that the hamster wheel of life, right? You mm-hmm. know, well, they're on this hamster wheel, mm. and they just seem to—they're tired, but they feel, from an outside perspective, as I'm watching it, I'm like, "What are you doing?" They're like, oh, it's tiring. And then it feels like their solution is to run faster. And it's fucking madness. Um, but that's what also a unique position that I get people in when they're on holiday or they've come mm-hmm. halfway around mm-hmm. the world. They're out of their comfort zone. They're off that hamster wheel for a while. So they get this unique perspective to look back at yeah. maybe their friends and families that are doing what they're doing yeah. on that hamster wheel. And they get to experience the freedom and the joy that they're having of and the freedom of being more in control of their life of where am i going to go today all the senses are alive because they're some new experiences they're tasting new foods they're smelling new they're seeing new things hearing new birds or so they're like oh this is what it feels like to be fucking alive Mm -hmm. this is good i like it yes you know and then they feel that they need to get back onto the hamster wheel i'm you know, most of the people that are on the tour, to be honest, they're that blessed and lucky being born where they are yeah, yeah. born and they they realise they're in a rat race and they're that fucking lucky they could win the rat race but ultimately they'd still be a rat, you know. Yeah. Only the rat can win the rat race. Yeah. And I don't think we're here to be rats. We're here to be something better than that, you know, all this evolution, if we can choose anything. Yes. Um, then why be a fucking dirty rat man when um, you could be a whatever, you know, an architect of your life. And if you are an architect yeah. of your life, would you be proud of what you're creating, mm-hmm. you know, and the journey and the life you're, you're living? But, yeah, you, you have to question why you're doing what you're doing it. And unfortunately for most people, like it happened to me, I didn't question my life deep enough. I didn't break it apart to see exactly why I was doing what I was doing until I had the loss of someone very dear to me. That was the reality. Once that happened, the hamster will stop. And for most people, unfortunately, that's the way it happens. They need something, a near death experience or the loss of someone very dear to them or some, some 
very unfortunate scenario for them to actually stop the hamster wheel and question everything that they're doing. That's yeah. that's what I've experienced. Because even it. people, this is something that you probably have experienced as well. I've met so many people that they have so much potential and they're stopping themselves yeah. from achieving it. Or they have this fear of, no, but you know, my salary, my job, <laughs> this is, and all, all of these stories that yes. they've been told. Mm. And you tell them like, dude, but you love this. Yeah, but it's it's too hard. I couldn't do it. Or or no, I don't they don't think it's possible. And then you try I tr I've tried so many times, you know. I always wanted to to help people, you know, and be like, man, it's there. Look, look, the pot is just there. You can take it. Nothing's stopping you. These things that you're saying, they're not real. You're creating these monsters, you know, this salary or this boss, this job. You can always find it, you know, but you should try, because if you don't do it, you're gonna regret it. Mm -hmm. I and the, in in related to that, I spoke to quite a few old people, mm -hmm. and I spoke to people that have made that have financial freedom, millions of dollars, and I spoke to old people that were your average humans, your everyday person, and they both. I, I asked them like, "Hey, is there something what that you will change that you will do differently?" They both gave me the same answers on with different words. They both said, I wish I'd taken more risk. I wish I'd tried more. Mm. They regret not trying enough. Mm. Yeah. Mate, just try. Just have a go. You know, just know that fuck, I try. You know, if it didn't work, I, if I die today, this, I will die peacefully. If I go wherever I go. God, um, you know, the afterlife, the, the simulation, whatever it is. And they played my movie and they're like, dude, this is everything you did. You fucking went through a lot of hardship. You had some epic wins. You made the life of other people better. You passed on your knowledge to some other people. You were a loving person. You had great friends. You, you were in, you know, great shape. You became really smart. You were capable. You and you were trying really hard. You never made it to these massive goals that you had of making the world a better place and inspire all these millions of people and help a million of creative entrepreneurs make a full-time living with what they love. And you know, you'd never made it to all these big ones, but you were trying. I'm at peace, dude. <laughs> I try, you know, like it, it didn't work out, but it's okay. What's the opposite of that? Mm. Not trying. Why would I do that? <laughs> Why would I not try? You know, it's even silly well, when you think like, of it. Fear's the fucker, right? Yeah. Fear's the one that fear's a crippler. And it's, it can be powerful. And I think yeah. But yeah, and you know, we we I think we both feel the same as we'd love people to uh, move towards their passions and their dreams and we both accept that it's, it's not, not going to be easy, right? Mm. But mm. probably easier than the regret of getting yes. to the end and thinking, yes. fuck, I didn't give it a go. Yes. But then that's also, I think that is the number one regret of people when they're about to pass or, you know, when they get old and they look back at that, like me, <laughs> they look back at their life. They're like, the number one regret of, that people have is... Um, I wish I had have lived a life true to myself. So maybe there's that thing inside them, you know, that thing that they know would make their heart sing, mm -hmm. but they're 
I think the top fears, I think the main fears that cripple people from maybe just giving that shit a try is they're scared of what other people will think of them and that judgment that comes with choosing to be that or do that. Um, maybe because they're trying to people please too much and the fear of failing, mm-hmm. you know, whereas if they don't try, then they didn't. They couldn't really fail. I think they're the two, supposedly they're the top two fears of why people don't really do the shit that they'd actually love to do is the mm-hmm. fear of failing and the fear of what other people think. Ultimately, when you get a bit older, you're like, it doesn't, you know, maybe that when there's a bit more ego in play when you're yeah. young, you care about mm-hmm. what people think about you a lot more. Mm-hmm. I'd still like to let go a lot of that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Maybe I wouldn't be so nervous doing this shit if I didn't give a fuck what anyone thought about it. Mm. But then also I think there's a... A level of healthy, not people pleasing, but I want to serve, right? Mm-hmm. If everyone's mm-hmm. hating, then I'm hating on me. I'm, I feel like I'm not serving the best I could, mm-hmm. you know. So there's that level, but yeah, um, I think when you get older, you just realize, fuck, it doesn't matter what other people think of me. It matters what I think of me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you can die happy, going, I mm-hmm. fucking gave it my best shot. Mm-hmm. You know, other people might have thought, well, Nelson didn't do. Who gives a fuck mm-hmm. like, what other people really think? And I think when you get older too, you also realise that so many people are caught up in their own problems yeah. that they don't actually give a fuck away. <laughs> they they're, really they're, don't. They're too busy worrying about their own shit yeah. to be focused on. Your they shit. might throw some judgment, but that's really just projection. Yeah. You know what I mean? Of themselves, you know. And the fear of failing is, yeah, well, the best way to fail is, like you say, not not give it a fucking go, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I'm certainly, I still need to, I realise I've still got a fair bit of work to do in that. And that's what might be really nice, man, from this podcast point of view. Maybe it would be really awesome if we do another one in the future mm-hmm. and then that's where it will be more of a documentation. Mm-hmm. Like even now I'm still thinking, you're not going to put this out. This is fucking useless. No, who's going to get any value out of this? I feel like I'm half just, you know, being a shell of myself. I still feel like this microphones in my face way too much. I want to put it down. And um but yeah, maybe uh maybe as time goes by I can step more into that role of mm. an empowered version where I don't give a fuck what anyone thinks mm. and I can't fail because I'm just smashing out like I realise my deep fears I feel that I'm important and can have a massive mm. impact on this life. Mm. But then I feel I'm I'm going to die trying, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to break those limitations down, mm-hmm. face those fucking demons. They can't beat me, you know what I mean? Like if I'm being given a role in this life to try and help and inspire and empower other people, I just think I don't think I can really fail, to be honest, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I just don't. So I just think I'll get better and fucking better and better and better and then I'm interested to come back and do this podcast in another couple of years when I'm just slaying in all areas of life, like you say, 10 out of 10s all around. And go, yeah. Remember that last time when I came along and yeah. it was all weird having all these mics and cameras pointing at me when I just wanted to hang out and have a chat. But um, that could be maybe inspiring and empowering for others mm. too because mm-hmm. they saw the journey. Yeah, right? and they absolutely. Saw how uncomfortable I felt and then if they see me on a, you know, on a tour mm. or um, maybe speaking to some people and them looking at no, I can say that I wasn't wasn't always didn't come easy, hmm. but I knew that that's what I had to do. 
Mm. You know, and um, got better, and now I'm fucking kicking ass. I still feel on some levels I am kicking ass in life. Like I said, like I'm having the best time ever. I yeah. love it. Being a father has just mm. been like the greatest adventure. How ever. I'm curious, how did that change you having core? Oh man, I don't know. It's so deep, and a lot of parents will always say and i remember thinking you don't know but they say you you don't know the love until you have you know your kids or that unconditional love and if we're here to feel the ultimate feelings then for me there hasn't been many greater experiences in my life than the love i feel for looking at this little guy man you know what i mean that's when that's when you think Angels are on earth, you know, heaven can be here already. Maybe mm. this is this is heaven, this is heaven already, right? Yeah, like the love you get to feel for these beings. But I remember, um, when I for when he came out, I had to, I had a lot of fears about being a father. Mm. And it almost stopped me from having a kid. Like I wasn't stoked on the state of the world. You know, mm. there's a lot of people out there doing not a lot of good shit. Mm. And um, I was like, I don't know whether I feel safe to bring a child into mm. this world. And God, what if what if this happened or what if this happened? And it was all fear-based. And then once I, as cliche as it sounded again, took went from the fear-based reality of what could happen if I have a child to the love side of it, like how, and then I thought of how nice would it be to hold some, like if we're creators, what a miracle, right? Mm. A miracle made of particles. Mm. Love has literally love between people has created and put mm. into flesh and bone here, yeah. you know? And yeah, I just thought I had to trust. I had to surrender to it all a little mm. bit, you know? I'm like, what if that thing, you can look at it and it says, I love you. And then I started to focus on the love. And then, then we had, we chose, I chose to, you know, choose to be a father. I'd done it quite consciously and. So I wanted to give him the best opportunity that he could mm. to be like an awesome little guy. Mm. And I had to surrender to something better than myself, you know, or bigger or some mm. power that was bigger than me, you know. And then when I, when he was so young and sort of they come out like these helpless little, you know, dribbling, shitting balls of awesomeness, I'm like me maybe as a higher consciousness is looking after him and he doesn't know he's not aware of it like a dog's not aware of the internet but it's mm. there like the cow wasn't aware of maybe me as a father like the mum is very connected to but i guess a kid can grow up and there cannot be a father right but i'm just sending him this love and i'm like i'm fucking i've got him you know what i mean i'm gonna look after him mm. like a, a higher consciousness than himself at that time is looking after him and going to make sure that everything's all right. Mm. And it also allowed me to understand that maybe I'm in that role now, that there's a higher consciousness that I'm aware of mm. that's looking out for me mm. and that it's all going to be all right. And I, I don't know, I think that was, like I'm certainly not a religious person in any sense, but I understand I think we're a spirit or a soul, right? I don't know whether yeah, how many people you have to survey. I, although so many people still follow religions, I think it's just because it's an established way of getting connection to spirit, mm. right? I 
I'd, I'd be interested in the stats to see how many people think that there is soul or a spirit living in a body or whether they just think, I don't know, I feel like maybe times, maybe it's just the people I hang out with mm. more now. But I, I feel that there's less people. I grew up thinking, well, when you're dead, you're dead, right? You're just fucking lights out, all fucking over, game over. I am like mm. the I am that I think I am. Most people think it's located somewhere between the eyes and the back of the head, you know, like mm. where is the Nelson that thinks he's a Nelson? Where at, Where is that, you know, is it? Is it just in the in the brain that we're learning that we got body brains, you know, and that they're mm. like similar. We're not just the whole, we're not just a drop in the ocean, but we're the whole ocean in a drop because mm. there's information about who you are in your fingernails. Mm. Mm. So are you just located in your brain? There's lots of cool studies from the Heart Math Institute where they're saying the heart seems to respond to can respond to outside stimulus before the before the brain, whereas we always taught we perceive the world through the five senses, it sends it to the brain, that sends messages to the body, whereas they're now finding that if you expose people to, say, a random image, like an that would normally stimulate an emotional response, whether, you know, like an erotic scene or a traumatic scene, that it will trigger somewhere in your body and they're finding that the heart's responding to situations before the brain. Mm. But then that doesn't really make sense because we're supposed to see it through the eyes, which mm. goes into the brain and then send a response to the heart. But they're like, mm. and they're finding out that the heart is actually, if like we're ele supposedly like that energy that we're, I was saying that that untapped energy when we look down to the past the subatomic particles mm. is, it's electric and it's magnetic energy. Mm. So in essence, even getting back to your question earlier, who am I? I'm like, I'm just an electromagnetic vibration ultimately but mm. perceived through the senses on luke simpson you mm. know? but the heart ends up being like something like three to five thousand times stronger magnetically mm. magnetic energy than the brain mm. so if we're interacting with everything these plants that's going on around us and it's also this plant's electromagnetic energy then maybe the heart's more connected to what's going on around here than the brain, mm. you know, these different relationships. But anyway, I don't even know what got me onto that, to be honest. But, uh, <laughs> just went off but it was it was beautiful. Went off on a tangent. Yeah, I do that a lot. But <laughs> we're, we're talking about core. Oh, yeah, core. So, um, yeah, so I just feel that, I don't know, I think that we are soul or spirit or en energy mm -hmm. and um, that maybe... I have a, a deep, what it, I think being a father's done has given me a deeper trust in a higher consciousness than myself, mm -hmm. looking out for me and making sure that everything's going to be all right, mm -hmm. which I think is a beautiful takeaway, mm -hmm. you know. And then I hope to pass that on to him, you know. Like we, you said earlier, no mistakes. Right? There doesn't appear to be that many mistakes in nature. Everything seems to be the way it's supposed, the to. Way it's supposed to be, even down yeah. to mosquitoes, although people are like, what the fuck are these things yeah. for? <laughs> they serve their purpose, right? Yeah. Same with and flies, the, yeah. The, yeah, there's there's a purpose for them. It might be beyond our understanding, but mm. there's an intelligence out there that's mm. regulating our nervous system mm. or keeping our heart beating or mm. keeping the planet spinning around the mm. sun if that's indeed what's happening. Mm. Um, and it's beyond what we can even understand. 
and I just learning to trust that a little bit more, mm. whatever that intelligence is. Call it what you want, God, life, <laughs> source. <laughs> I feel like life is a really good way. God mm. and life for me are almost interchangeable. Mm. You know, sometimes you speak about, oh, God's looking after me. And then some people are like, Where's it? Who is this? Mm. God, where's this bearded man mm. in the sky? I think most people, I'd like to think that most people have evolved beyond the point of thinking that there's some fucking dude up in a cloud <laughs> with a beard. <laughs> judging everything. Yeah. No, that doesn't really seem to make much sense. But I feel most people, not everyone will say they believe in God, but it'd be hard to find many people that say, don't say, I believe in life. I don't believe in life. Mm. You know, and mm. it's almost interchangeable from a lot of the scriptures you know there's nowhere that you go where god is not or nothing that you'll see that mm. god is not well there's nowhere you can go where life is not right mm. so um i feel that you can interchange those words so. but whatever it is whatever that intelligence is whether it's universe source spirit mm. god uh, energy um i've learned to trust i'm learning or have been taught to trust that a little bit more because I reckon it knows what's going on mm -hmm. a lot better than I do. Mm -hmm. So rather than trying to control, maybe just let go a little bit more. Surrender, surrender a little it, bit, yeah. And just fucking try to look at the world through a bit more of those grateful eyes. You know, mm -hmm. like this, like we said this morning, how how good is this human experience, bro? Like yeah. Especially like we felt some pain, yeah. but then when we're feeling the joy of just even getting together yeah. or walking out of your house to down the beach, watching the sunrise, you know, mm. feeling safe, feeling abundant. Yes. Feeling like we're powerful. on our paths and that we're powerful and that mm. we're creators. And that mm -hmm. it, what a fucking dream, man. Like, yeah. That we can, and we got a power of choice where we can choose, like we can't always choose what happens to us, but we get to choose how we respond, right? Yeah. And I think that's what we're both good at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that we both see in each other, like life can do what it wants and I mm. can't always change what happened. life does to me, but I can choose how I respond to that. Mm. That's actually my ability to respond is my responsibility. It's, you, know? you have to have ownership, extreme yeah. ownership, you know, like extreme ownership is about you taking responsibility for everything that happens in your life. Yeah. Both good and bad. Yeah, and that's what the response. Your responsibility is your ability to respond. That's where the word mm -hmm. comes from. Responsibility, mm -hmm. and that's where I feel like we. I'd like to think that we're quite good at that. Mm -hmm. That when life throws you whatever, we can. We have a great ability to respond. Mm -hmm. or choose how mm -hmm. we respond because we got the gift of choice. Mm -hmm. So we can be like, "Wow, this is fucking awesome, man!" Yeah, yeah. You know, like this is a gift in disguise. Yeah. What an opportunity! Yeah, and. And just how great is it that we got a choice, man? How great is it that we get to experience love and joy? And, yeah. And be so blessed. Like yeah. Like how great this, I genuinely can't think of anything better. And I think that we both love that idea and we try to encourage others to mm. follow that or find that. As cliche and fucking weird as it can be, sounds a bit, you know, just say it. I you're gonna say... get cheesy just say it. <laughs> no i want to say like as gay as it can sound <laughs> <laughs> right, but now in the pc world yeah like yeah oh uh, my god like... you just got us cancelled <laughs> god damn it we were now, doing so good uh, look 
Our bank accounts have been fucking seized. <laughs> Damn it. They just took all our money. The they're blocked on social media. Any respect we had, God any respect that we had left has we been almost made it, Luke. We almost made it. It's okay. Yeah. It's but, okay. Um, I don't even know what we were talking about there. Straight to me. But that's um, no, awesome, man. You know, mm. like how beautiful, how great mm. it all is. And uh, I feel I feel truly blessed. I believe we signed up the queue of, like you said, the, how blessed we are to be in this human form mm. in one of the greatest times to be a human ever. Yeah. Like has there yeah. ever been a better time to be a no, human it's, on it's, planet Earth than It's as good as today. it is. As good as you it know, gets. As good as it gets with more choices available to us than ever before. And, um, yeah, man, it's – I think what's actually happening too, and I'm not into astrology really, I don't understand a lot of it, right? Mm. But I think when that whole 2012 thing went down or, you know, there was talk, it was the end of the Mayan calendar um, and I think it was the end of what's called like the procession of the equinoxes or something. So when the earth's supposedly spinning, it's also like on a an axis as well. And apparently in that 2012 time, Lots of things work in cycles, right? And um, apparently at the end of that 2012 was when was the end of a, like a 25,000-year cycle, but it was also when the Earth was one of the furthest points from the sun, mm. okay? And then after that 2012, it starts coming closer again. Mm. So we're actually, if we are beings of light or electric and magnetic energy, like there's... The sun's obviously quite powerful. I think a lot of old tribes and that used to treat mm. that as almost as if it's a god in a sense mm. because without it, none, there is no life either. Mm. But we're now actually spinning mm. back towards the sun and getting closer and closer. And as we're getting closer, we're receiving, like you can check up, I think like you can look at, there's a thing called like the Schumann resonance and we're actually receiving more light on this planet, more photons of light are coming to the earth and have done for thousands of years. Mm. So if we are ultimately this electromagnetic energy or light code or beings of light and love, we're actually moving back towards who and what we really are. I believe there's more information coming towards us mm. that, and like the analogy of the dark and the light, right? Like we're moving back towards the light. I feel that most humans think that there's a bit of a battle going on between dark and light. Mm. But I think there's a battle going on between mm. dark and light. Like it's not – dark actually has no power over light. Mm. Dark is just the absence of light mm. because, you know, you've probably heard the analogy of a cave can be in the mm. darkness for however many thousands of years and all it takes is one candle mm. to diminish it. Mm. Darkness doesn't have any power over the light. The light can just not shine. Mm. So I don't feel that there's even a battle of dark and, you know, like the Star Wars mm, or a lot of these mm. movies play out this idea that there's this battle going on between, mm. you know, dark and light, which I guess evolves to like God and the devil or good and evil. Mm. There is no battle between good and evil. Evil is just the absence of good, mm -hmm. you know. I, but I also feel like on a planetary level too, we're moving back towards the light and we can't like I was saying about the trust in some intelligence beyond our own, 
I feel we're moving back to that and we can't not get mm. there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I, that's why I don't really mind dying. Like if I do die, I just don't want to die with those regrets of mm. living a life, not living a life true to myself, mm-hmm. which I do do. Mm. Um, not having um, allowed myself to be happy, mm. I do do it. You know, I'm conscious of that. One of the other top five regrets is staying in touch with friends. Mm. Probably could be better at that. Mm. But I don't burn any of them bridges, mm. you know. Um, one of the other regrets is I wish I hadn't have worked so much. Mm. Don't work hard. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one is I wish I had been courageous enough to express myself. Mm. And I feel that I'm in a, I'm at the beginning of that journey to become better, you know. I've definitely come a long way from being that scared little kid that was too, you know, frightened and, talk to anyone mm. here I am you know and also within my job I'm talking to mm-hmm. now tens of thousands of people mm-hmm. but I still have that little bit of fear of mm. expressing myself I don't feel free to totally be my mm. true authentic self talking into this mm. or doing this I feel like I can't say some things that I maybe would like to or would do if it was not other people watching but I'm gaining that courage mm. to uh express myself so i don't mm. think i'm going to die with any of those regrets so if something mm. took me out tonight i'm like fuck man look i lived i loved mm. i served mm. what a fucking ride that was mm. how beautiful mm-hmm. and i've got to experience already that roller coaster mm. of emotions i i hope it doesn't end anytime soon because i still feel like i've got a lot more to give mm. and now i feel like i'm almost ready to step into my power yeah. i feel i've yeah. let a lot of fear block me from being man and awesome pe- people now myself. people now live up to a hundred you're 90 only you're still yeah, 94 no man i i honestly think and that's what i feel like i know what it's like to be in tough times mm. but for all those people that maybe are going through tough times or experiencing that The illusion of separation, mm. which is where I think a lot of the human suffering comes from, this idea mm. that we're separate from mm. something, um, which when we look into quantum physics and mechanics now, it says, like, everything's just one thing, man. It's all this cosmic soup. Like, we're, mm. you're not disconnected. You're not separate from anything. Like, we're connected to all the humans in the world, like, biologically. We're connected to, like, these plants chemically. Right? Mm. What these are putting out, we're breathing in, and what mm. we breathe out, they're taking in. So quite mm. literally, mm. we're becoming our environment. Mm. You know? So we're connected to each other biologically, to the earth chemically. When you look at trees, that's made of some carbon, nitrogen, mm. hydrogen, and mm. oxygen. And we're, we're the same. It's all this chemical combination. And we're ultimately made out of stardust. So we're connected to the, the whole of the universe mm. atomically, you know. Mm and at least energetically. Mm. So everything is connected to everything. Mm-hmm. So I really love this idea and this concept or theory, proven theory, that everything's connected to everything. And I feel a lot of human suffering comes from that idea that I think I'm separate from something else. Mm. Either people feel that they're separate from their brothers and sisters you mm. know, or brothers from other mothers and sisters mm. from different misters or their human family mm. or they feel that they're separate from the earth mm. or they feel like they're separate from some spirit mm. ultimately that's an illusion mm. 
And the more people believe in the illusion, the more they become disconnected mm. from their ultimate self, mm -hmm. and that feels shit. Mm. But that's life's way of saying it's not true. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's why the greatest experiences are like love, because that's who you mm. are, and connection, because that's the truth. Mm. And the further you move away from that, but if people are going through tough times, man, like, can get so much better. You know mm. what I mean? And it's in those moments <clears throat> of in the pit and in the shit mm. that we can define who we are. Mm -hmm. you know? That's that hit part of the hero's journey, mm. right? You mm -hmm. know, you got to go through that shit. As we've explained, like it's mm. suffering or if I didn't have such a deep grief of people having to go through so much shit, why would, would I be inspired to want to fucking help anyone, you know? So, um, yeah, but to all those people, because, yeah, like, man, suicide's taken everyone, right, through those COVID times. What, that suicide was like four or five times fucking more rife than maybe the pandemic was, you know? So I know life's tough. I know it can be difficult. But um, hang in there, because um, maybe um, maybe this intelligence is wrapping your greatest gifts in your biggest problems, and when you overcome them and show that courage to overcome them, then you're going to be a role model to, and you've got some really cool gifts to be able to serve other people in a similar situation, you know. And then the joy of you going through that, or the pain of you going through that. Imagine the joy that you're going to experience when you're actually bringing other people out of that pit, you know. Like the view of a mountain isn't going to be as good if you drop there in a helicopter. But, you, you know, you walk up for a day, that view is good, but you have to struggle through that thing for a fucking couple of years out the pit, mm -hmm. the mud and the cold and the depths of it, and you fucking conquer that mountain. How great is that glory going to be at the end, you know? And that's almost like the journey of life. So when times are tough, that ain't going to last. And just keep fucking strong, believe in yourself. Realize that there's an intelligence beyond yours that's really got your back. It's going to test you and it's not going to be easy, but you fucking got this. If you weren't meant to be alive, you wouldn't be alive. And if you are, you fucking keep going, you know, because you, you've got a gift and there's maybe plenty of spirits and souls up there that would fucking believe there's a queue of spirits that would love to be on this planet at this time because I also believe we're going through an awesome awakening, you know. There's... um. A lot of powers that be that would like to believe that we're heading into a, a great reset, but it's almost like the great reset versus the great awakening. You know, even with a pandemic, hard times, tough times for a lot of humans, right? But like that guy that fell off that mountain and ended up paralyzed at the bottom, what good can come from this? If we can adjust our focus to what good can come from that? I think a lot of people learn some pretty valuable lessons about what it means to be a human being through those times. And maybe that there's some power structures that don't always have our best interest at heart. And people need to fucking wake up to that and realize that it's not always an easy pill to swallow, but you can't just bury your head in the sand and pretend that, that shit ain't there. You know what I mean? You can fucking face it and conquer it. And then we can, if there is no problems, we don't come up with a lot of good solutions, you know? It's what one of the things I like to say on my tours at the start. You know, if you think you've got a problem, there's no problems on my tours. Only solutions and opportunities to grow. If you think you've got a fucking problem, I'll solve it. you got an issue, I bought the tissue. I'm the master to help you avoid the disaster that you think you're going into. But we got this, you know. And with our powers combined and with a vision of how great this can be, this human experience, this life, that trip, then there's no problems that are going to present themselves that we can't conquer like a fucking bunch of legends that we're all here to be, right? 
and is it in that problem that we can really pull out the, the fucking balls and the, the guts of who we really are you know but ultimately yeah returning to to our hearts the things that we're a little bit fearful of you know that, that challenge us but pull out that potential in us you know i think um that's beautiful that's part of what we're here to do and that leads perfectly to this question what will be the three pieces of advice that you will give to your younger self to your 20 year old mm. um believe in yourself yeah um you're already you're enough you're worthy i don't know if this is free this is going to be like a lot but um because i'm it's the shit that i'm still working on now you know when i look at when i've gone through some trauma release processes lately or we've talked about it but when i've looked at some of my deepest fears i realize i've got blockages in those energy centers and when i look at my fears i'm like that doesn't actually have that can be something that serves me and i can reframe it and but yeah i still struggle not yeah to think i think it's a common fear for most people that they're not enough you know or they're not worthy um and i'm just starting to get like i'm already fucking good enough you know i'm doing what i'm you can't fail in being who you're here to be you know um you can continue to grow and evolve you know there's always more love and You know, it's like a horizon. You want to get to the horizon, you get to the horizon, and then you're like, oh, now I want to get there. And I feel that there's a, in life, maybe I've played a little bit small sometimes because of the fear of maybe judgment and not, not believing in myself too. But then there's a bigger version. You know, there's the, you could play a bit smaller. I'm, I'm playing where I'm playing at the moment. I feel we could play a bit smaller in life, but I feel like I could play a bit bigger, I could step up a bit. Mm. But then even when I step up, And there's still going to be another version which I could step up to be, right? No mm. shit doesn't end. Mm. Maybe the horizon, you can get the horizon, you're like, I made it. You're like, I oh, know, there's mm. the horizon and keep going. But to my younger self, I just, just fucking love it all. I think that's the, it's probably also the advice that I try to share and teach to other people is let's just enjoy it, man. Like I say, it's a roller coaster, it's mm. a ride. Maybe I'm taking it too serious. Maybe we're all taking it too much serious. Maybe we're just here to play, mm. you know. I don't. Re I never really wanted to work. I still don't really want to work, but I love playing. It's mm. what comes natural to kids, right? What do they want to do all day when before they've had so many programs placed into them? What do you want to do? Like, I want to play. Mm. And what if this life could just be a wonderful adventure where everyone just got to play, man? You know, where it wasn't just about doing some shit you hate to buy crap you don't need to impress other people that don't give a fuck anyway. Maybe it was just here to be a, maybe it's all just a giant experiment and a game mm. and people are just meant to be here to play. Mm. Imagine how good that is. Like I'm a dreamer in that sense where I really still do believe that an environmentally sustainable, spiritually fulfilling, socially just human presence is possible on planet Earth. Most people are like, what the fuck? You know, why not? Mm. What what are you doing on the planet for? Who's actually living on this planet now that feels they're not here to make it a better place? Mm. Who doesn't think we, it could be better than it is now? It's fucking awesome. Mm. 
but surely it could get a bit better, couldn't it? It's like mm. the horizon. Mm. What, what else is there? What else is possible? And I think we don't even have to answer that question. We just got to keep asking the question because the answer's in asking the question, what else is possible? What else could we do? And then how, how fucking good could this human experience get? If we're experiencing moments like we do like this morning, just, you know, watching the waves and the sun and thinking how fucking abundant is this earth? The good earth is rich. Mm-hmm. It's enough for everyone. And if we learn to imagine if everyone was just following their fucking hearts, doing the shit that they love, sharing their gifts, well, how how great could this life be? Like it's good right now, it's good, but it mm. could get fucking awesome. And mm. I feel like we're just scratching the surface of not just mine and your potential of our role on this planet, but imagine that combined, mm-hmm. you know. I had a vision once where people realised they stepped into the knowing and the truth of the living gods that they were and rather than being functioning on subconscious all the time, they chose to like be fully empowered conscious gods realising that they're creating their reality and doing that on mass, you know, mm. like I might have an idea, I want to do something, right? And if I share that vision with you, with our powers combined, hopefully we're better than just two, our parts combined, right? Mm. Like two maybe could do the work of three or whatever, mm. you know? And imagine that on a planetary scale of people believing of what's possible. And I feel that's what we want to do and maybe not even consciously, but we want to tell people we want to show people what could be possible, man. Mm. And imagine if everyone around the world, I don't know how many billion we're up to at the moment, seven or eight maybe, just all focused on something. Because there's that saying like where energy, where um, attention goes, energy flows, and I believe that reality grows. Like what we focus on, we get more of, right? Mm. So if you're, the whole potential's out there, but if you're like life shit, you're a victim. You're stuck in victim mentality. Everyone's fucking the problem. Everyone's doing this to me. Oh, it's all shit. No, oh, it's crap. You just look for evidence. Like our brain supposedly can only, you know, it takes in maybe let's say, for example, don't quote me on the numbers, like 8 million bits of information a second. The brain can only process a million bits. Hmm. So what million bits is it going to look at? Hmm. Like you don't realize the gravity on your ass until I bring your awareness to it, right? now that or on your feet or something like that so we're actually taking in so much information but depending on where our mindset is determines we just find backup evidence it's like Mm. confirmation bias of so we like the world's fucked then you see someone's you're almost magnetizing that out of everything that could be happening you see the 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 dude pushing old granny over or Mm. someone stealing something there or someone living in fear over here when Mm. you say how fucking awesome is it Mm. And you bring your attention to the glory of being a human. You're like, how mm. good is that? Look at that sunrise, <laughs> that barreling wave mm. over there. Look how great. Look at these physical, the home, the vehicles we've mm. created to get around on this mm. earth plane. Mm. How fucking awesome. Yeah. So what we focus on, we get more of. And imagine mm. the combined focus. You get six or seven billion people focusing mm. on 
living on heaven on earth, sharing, caring, feeling connection, love, joy, mm. peace, freedom. Mm. You know, what, what, where would we be living if everyone was fucking waking up, focusing on that? Be awesome, wouldn't it? And I feel that the the powers that be, or the lesser light beings, know how powerful we are, and they fear us remembering how powerful we are. So they have to keep us super scared because if we take the power back, those that potentially might have a bit of power at the moment lose it. Mm. They want to lose it. They've maybe potentially been going through thousands of years to acquire power and they don't want humans waking up to the glory of themselves and going, well, I don't want to fucking do what you tell me. I don't want to treat, yeah. I don't want to go to war and yeah. fucking bomb a yeah. kid's hospital, you know, so they got to keep you scared. You go, well, if you don't go over there and do that, you won't have enough money and then you, so they sell us the fear story mm. and we got most people on the planet caught in a cycle of fear mm. and then they're creating more of that because that's where the folks are too scared, mm. won't have enough money or won't have, won't be able to, have a house like the person next door when I think our attention's been hijacked. Hmm. That's why you got to have the, that's why the news is on every fucking hour or jump in a car on the radio every half an hour. That shit's fucking. Do you listen to the radio? Ah, fuck no. <laughs> I haven't watched, you know, I haven't watched news or listened to the radio for a long time. But every day, people that are caught in fear, you know, hmm. we, I think we saw through the matrix and hmm. like, once you see it, you can't unsee it. Well, I can't be influenced by this kind of yeah. information all day. Yeah. Turn it off. But there's a lot of people that are caught in the cycle of fear. They're mm. getting fed it, and then they start what they put attention on grows in their reality, and then they're scared, yeah. and then they just get more things to be scared of. And I feel sad, man. You know what I mean? When that that leads me to something. Mm. What's the worst advice you've ever received? Worst advice. I feel like I can just look at it as, you know, when when you have those moments of awesomeness or I don't know if you've ever done any like plant medicine or you've taken psychedelics or anything like this where it, I've, I've visited these worlds a couple of times or these other dimensions or things where there's just this world of fractals, for example, mm. where everything is just one thing. Mm. And when you get these moments of such beauty, you look back at every moment of your life as being like, fuck, I didn't realize how awesome that was at the time. Like, mm. it's been a big topic on this conversation. So when someone's like the worst advice, man, it's all everything that's happened in my life has got me to here right now. It's pretty good. I like it. What's the worst advice? I don't know, man. It's all, it's all good, eh? It's all gravy. It's all good to help combine us to get to this moment right now and this moment's right pretty special because it ain't ain't never going to happen again right and we're living in it now what's the best advice you have ever received Fuck, man. do you have a favorite movie i don't really have favorites or bests um the best advice i could give to anyone is just try to remember that you know you love your light you're here for a reason Super powerful. Um, everything's connected. It's all perfect beyond our understanding. And just fucking smile. You know, just 
shine the light of love on others, man. You know, like you, like how how complicated. Like I really think we've overcomplicated life, but how simple is it just to treat others how you'd sort of like to be treated? You know, how did we go so wrong with that? <laughs> Why are people being such dicks to each other? Mm. You know, how about we just we're all one thing, right? If we're all one thing. Don't go fucking punching anyone else because you're punching yourself. Be be loving and kind to others. You have others be loving and kind to you. And, um, yeah, man, listen to your heart. Chase your dreams. Follow your passions. Face your fucking fears. And just create whatever. Just create whatever you want out of this, this magnificent existence, you know. Be the, be the greatest version of yourself by, I don't know, I feel like it's almost hypocritical for me to say that because I'm not always doing it, but um, just just love the dream, man. Love, you know, mm. stay grateful. You yes. Know what I mean? Like you can't always be happy, but you can always be grateful and there's always something to be grateful for, right? And then the gratitude will normally lead to happiness and then the happiness will lead to love. And if you're here on the planet loving, then you, you're doing what you came to do, you know, maybe. <laughs> I love that, brother. I love that. I knew it was going to be such a beautiful conversation. And I'm pretty sure this will help someone out there that maybe just needed to listen to a little bit of everything you said today. I didn't want to get into the photography aspect of things just because that's such a small piece of who Luke Simpson is. And I was like, I want people to know the need, the, the look that I know mm. and that everyone gets to know on, on the tours. So I'm just very stoked to know that this will make someone's life a little bit better. And that was the goal. Luke, yeah. Where can people find you to learn more about you, to support you, and, yeah, just to get in touch? Um, yeah, if I can never help you, I'm here to serve. Um, they can meet me at Epic World Photography on Insta. Uh, and it's probably the easiest way to do it. I have a new website coming out soon. Um, if you're interested in my art, at Luke Simpson Images. Um but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna switch things up because I really want to start putting more of my attention into sharing my gifts of being here to serve through my communication and perspectives on life, rather than just hiding behind some nice pictures of beautiful parts of the planet. You know, it was always my intention to share images that inspire and empower other people to travel the planet. Mm. Good planets hard to find, right? And we've mm. got a fucking wicked one. So I loved people and it's been such a teacher in my life to travel. Mm. So I try to share images of beautiful parts of the planet. Um, and then I try to share words to uh, inspire and empower people. So if you're feeling a bit shit, you could maybe try to read one of my captions and it's always my intention that mm. after someone reads it, they're going to feel better than before reading it. So, yeah, Epic World Photography, which I'll probably change to Epic World Vision because I've got a pretty um, – epic world vision of what we could create here and what we're here to do. So there, um, there for now. Um, yeah, man. But otherwise, yeah, I don't know where else to find me. <laughs> on the sunny case, come and book a tour on Gary if you want, Fraser Island. Come and hang out. 
I feel you're going to get a bit of a more authentic version of me over there mm. in my element on a largest sand island on earth, just playing, playing, having some fun in the sun while we're still young. Mm. Um, so, yeah. All the links will be down below. If you enjoyed the podcast and you want us to continue to bring incredible, exceptional, extraordinary human beings, the best way to support the podcast is to leave a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. That will help us get the podcast to millions of people out there. If you haven't subscribed on YouTube, just hit that red button, drop a, a comment and leave a like on the video. Follow us on every social media platform at The Creative Grid. I'm at Nail for Life and I'll see you on the next episode. Goodbyes for everyone. You, you.